May mercy and grace and peace be yours from God our Father and from his Son, his only Son, our Savior, Jesus the Christ. What a day. Now that can mean it was a very good day, or it can mean it was a quite crummy day. You can have a tough day or a really good day. You can have a long day or a slow day. You can have a hard day or a perfect day. And if you're like Alexander, you can have a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Today, we'll discover how the work of Christ's redemption takes him and his church between two days, the days of vengeance and the great and awesome day. May the Holy Spirit give us attentive ears and expectant hearts to listen to that word of God this day, especially to hear the good news, considering his word about two very important days. People God dearly loves. Maybe you realized, maybe you were counting or wondering, but you heard those readings as you were following in the worship guide or maybe on the back of the worship folder, the word day or days seven times in today's scriptures. Three in Malachi chapter four, one in Second Thessalonians three, and three more times in Luke 21. Let's start with Paul's letter to the church in Thessalonica. This missionary pastor wasn't bragging. He was encouraging his and our fellow believers that we might not be idle. As he writes in verse 8, with toil and labor, we worship night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you. Should pastors today do and say the same, and missionaries and chaplains? Of course, certainly. But I want you to hear those words in a different way. Imagine Christ Jesus himself saying to you and to me, with toil and labor, I worked night and day. I did so because of the great burden upon all of you. That redemptive work stands between days of vengeance and the upcoming day, the great and awesome day of the Lord. There is something that we often ignore or try to ignore. The final day is approaching. It is promised. It will happen. It is always nearer. The destruction of Jerusalem was a physical sign of this promise. What Jesus spoke of in verses 5 and 6 in Luke 21 happened in the year A.D. 70. Noble stones of the temple courtyard were tumbled down by Roman soldiers. The temple was first desecrated and then destroyed. The streets of the old city of Jerusalem, which some of us, a few of us, have walked, have walked on, those are stacked upon the ruins of the city that Jesus knew, the streets that our Lord walked. I also have to say something that we'd rather not hear. There will be final days and there will be a last day, for the words of Jesus are real, were and are real. Nations 
will rise against nation. Kingdoms will oppose kingdoms. There will be signs in fallen and cursed nature, earthquakes, famines, diseases, terrors, strangeness in the sun and the moon and the stars and in the roaring of the seas. There will be signs against believers in Christ, persecution and betrayals, arrests and imprisonments. But even those will be used by our God to give us opportunities to open our mouths and to speak his wisdom, wisdom that cannot be withstood or contradicted. These are the days of vengeance, when people will run from the cities and flee to the mountains, when pregnant women and nursing mothers will be in great distress and danger, when some will faint with fear over the unseen but certain calamities experienced by the world. Now, a question. Did these events that Jesus talked about happen? Yes, they did. Another question. Did they happen only once? No, they continued. A third question. Are these events still happening? Yes, they are. And this question, how long will these events occur? These days of vengeance will continue until the Son of Man comes in a cloud with power and great glory. So what do God's people do? What do we do? Do we despair? Do we settle for confusion? Or even stay in our complacency? Or do we walk by faith and not by sight? Last Sunday, as we observed the All Saints Festival, we sang these words, but I'm going to speak them. Come, let us fix our sight on Christ who suffered. He faced the cross, his sinless life he offered, he scorned the shame, he died our death enduring, our hope securing. Lord, give us faith to walk where you are sending, on paths unmarked, eyes blind as to their ending, not knowing where we go, but that you lead us, with grace precede us. We also sang these words from the hymn for all the saints. O oh, blessed communion, fellowship divine, we feebly struggle, they in glory shine, yet all are one in thee, for all are thine. Alleluia, alleluia. And when the fight is fierce, the warfare long, steals on the ear the distant triumph song, and hearts are brave again, and arms are strong. Alleluia, alleluia. The golden evening brightens in the west. Soon, soon to faithful warriors cometh rest. Sweet is the calm of paradise, the blessed. Alleluia, alleluia. But lo, there breaks a yet more glorious day. The saints triumphant rise in bright array. The king of glory passes on his way. Alleluia, alleluia. We sang those words boldly and brazenly because the days of vengeance 
are not the end. Our God will lead his people to a great and awesome day, to a new and never-ending day. That certain promise rests on two and three other days. The first is the dark and deadly day we dare to call Good Friday. On that holy day of sacrifice, Jesus endured the cross, scorning its shame, betrayal, and arrest, spitting, whipping, a sham trial, thorns slammed into his scalp and spikes driven through his wrists, a parched throat, gasps for breath, excruciating pain, until the final cry, it is finished. On that day, forgiveness is won. Your forgiveness is won. My forgiveness is won. All forgiveness is won. Then a second day, a day of rest in the still and silent tomb, a day when our graves were sanctified, yet a day which seemed hopeless to those closest to the Savior, for they were foolish and slow of heart to believe the ancient prophets and Jesus' own promises. But that day of entombment was followed by a third day, the great and awesome day of resurrection. Even as the sun was beginning to rise on the first day of the week, the Son of Righteousness rose and burst from the grave. And that first Easter was and still is a day of surprise and of victory and of life. This past week has been chock full of days of tumult. Elections across our country on Tuesday. Hurricane Nicole slamming into the east coast of Florida on Wednesday night. The anniversary of the wall dividing East and West Berlin opening in 1989. Protesters being killed in Iranian cities. Russian forces withdrawing, pulling out of Kherson. And Friday, as I said to the children, as you already knew, gave us Veterans Day. Founded as Armistice Day, the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, the ending in 1918 of the Great War, the war that was to end all wars. Too many died in the trenches. Too many were wounded by newly invented means of warfare. Too many suffered from mustard gas. But there is a great and awesome day for our Lord Jesus Christ came to fight the ultimate war, to end the deadly warfare of sin and Satan and death opposing and assaulting us. He wore our humanity as his uniform. With his purity and his passion, he fought the battle for us, bearing our wounds, dying our death, and he cannot and will not be bound by the grave, nor will his saints. The creator of the sun and moon and stars is the source and the center of a new creation. The son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings on that great and awesome day. 
He will rise one final time with mercy and grace and pardon for all your sins and give you life forever in his holy presence. Good news. Look up. Raise your heads. Your redemption is drawing near. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.